Grace of Laws. Grace of Laws does not sound poetic compared to the grace of heaven and earth, grace of parents, or grace of fellow beings. Many people are puzzled by what we mean by grace of laws. Many of us feel resistance and confusion as soon as we hear this. Grace of laws. What laws are we talking about? Laws include Dharma teachings by sages and enlightened teachers to guide us to living a life of morality. Laws also include rules, regulations, guidelines created by society and government. Examples include traffic regulations, fire safety codes, food and drug regulations, and safety guidelines such as wearing masks during a pandemic. However, all laws are not just or equitable. I remember having a long debate about grace of laws with my classmates. During seminary training, like many countries, Korea had experienced oppression and legal violations of human rights. We all questioned, how could we be grateful for unjust laws? According to one Buddhist scripture, laws are equitable rules for humanity. And equitable rules for justice. One Buddhism does not encourage or endorse laws that harm people. When we refer to grace of laws, we are not necessarily referring to the laws themselves. It is the grace that comes from laws that promote mutual benefit. Justice and peace. Our founding teacher Sote San said, "If we wish most easily to understand the grace we have received from laws, we must ask ourselves whether we could live in tranquility and order without laws that regulate individuals." Domestic affairs for families, social order for societies, national order for nations, and global order for the world—we cannot. Generally, what we call laws are equitable rules for humanity and equitable rules for justice. If these rules shine on individuals, Individuals will be helped. If they are applied to families, families will be helped. If they are applied to societies, societies will be helped. If they are applied to nations, nations will be helped. And if they apply to the world, the world will be helped. Since these equitable laws enable us to live together in peace and safety, 
can there be any grace greater than that? In Eastern cosmology, there are three elements, heaven, earth, and beings. When the Tao or way of heaven and earth is applied to human lives, natural harmony is created. In other words, just and impartial laws in human life are the manifestation of universal laws. Based on this Taoist philosophy, our societal laws should be beneficial to all, just as natural laws benefit the universe without partiality or prejudice. In Eastern thought, human beings exist under heaven and upon earth. Human beings procreate. We are all children of our parents and ancestors. Thus, we are all brothers and sisters. Parents create guidelines and rules for their children, such as don't fight, share your toys, wash your face, brush your teeth, eat your vegetables. Why do parents do that? To make sure their children are strong and healthy and live harmoniously without hurting each other. Enlightened teachers create guidelines called precepts to help us know what qualities to develop and what traits to forsake. Each spiritual tradition has precepts to help practitioners stay on the path of light without falling into the black holes of discord and disharmony. In one Buddhism, we start with the 10 precepts, followed by 10 more, and then another 10. Once you have mastered all 30 precepts, you reach the stage of attunement with the precepts of your true nature. We refer to this when you read the essential dharmas of daily practice. The mind is originally free from wrongdoing, but wrongdoings arise in response to sensory conditions. Let us restore the precepts of our true nature by letting go of wrongdoings. In addition to parents and enlightened teachers, good leaders also should be sensitive and current with the needs of the people by creating or amending laws and regulations to prevent societal harm and to promote safety and well-being. Grace of laws, guidelines, rules, and precepts that help us live in harmony. Then why grace? 
Through the loving intention of our parents, teachers, and sensitive leaders, the grace of equitable laws reflects the power of heaven and earth. Earth elements of ground and water gives us bodies. Sky elements of wind, clouds, rain, and sunlight give us life. The natural law of heaven and earth enable us to breathe and live. This is the grace of universal law. The grace of laws is also embodied in the grace of parents. In the natural nurturing grace of parents, there is pure loving intention. The same applies to the grace of skillful teachers and good leaders. In an ideal world, the intentions of parents and leaders are pure, just like heaven and earth. So the laws they create and implement reflect pure loving intention. But when intentions are not pure, the laws become crooked and harmful. Children and fellow beings suffer. I was disheartened when I recently watched a Korean newscast about a religious leader who organized and led a big rally as part of a political protest. The leader did not follow the recent law prohibiting large, large group gathering. This caused a huge outbreak of COVID-19. A leader's role is important to demonstrate that no one is above the law. With our pure intention and skillful leadership, leaders can guide many people into danger and suffering. The chapter about the grace of laws in our Dharma book says, just laws guide us and enable us to protect our lives and to develop institutions and organizations that foster knowledge and strengthen society. Moral principles enable us to live peacefully by promoting justice and distinguishing between right and wrong, benefit and harm. Sages appear in response to the times, teaching us through religion and morality to follow the right path. Sotesan teaches that we shouldn't simply appreciate the grace of laws, but we must also practice to repay the grace we receive from them. How do we repay this grace? How do we repay this grace? The principle of gratitude to laws is manifested by eradicating injustice and 
cultivating justice. Forsake injustice and strengthen justice. When it comes to law, conscious and conscientious citizens need to contemplate seriously the distinction between what is just and what is unjust. According to our differing political beliefs, laws that seem unjust to you may seem just to me. Laws that seem just to me may seem unjust to you. We often ignore and ditch those who do not have the same view as we do. This is how we build walls between ourselves. In the divided mind, there is no peace. In order to understand the views of others, I try to listen. Oh, it is hard to listen without a judging mind, liking or disliking, because because I am conditioned. When I try to listen deeply without liking or disliking a certain political or religious view, I sometimes hear underneath all the rhetoric, deepest in our hearts and in our true essence, we all want the same things. Peace, safety, freedom, and happiness. We all want to be loved. It is said that most nations on this planet are suffering from divided views, but we can promote unity only when we transcend different and differing ideologies. In this way, we can collaborate to overcome global crises. Every day I pray that individuals, communities, and leaders may work together work together, moving beyond different political positions and beliefs to resolve local, national, and global concerns and challenges. True justice. True justice is realized when the goal, the journey, and the outcome are for the mutual support of life and for the support of humanity. For example, when you have four children but only take care of two of them, that is not fair. That is not true justice. Imagine you are giving food and educational opportunities to only two of your children. That is not just. 
half of your children will suffer. In contrast, real justice pursues universal happiness and the well-being of everyone. In Buddhism, to discern what true justice is, we cultivate right view. Right view. Right view is the first practice of the Eightfold Path. When we are locked in our own views, we go away from mutual understanding. So cultivating right view is essential. To cultivate right view, we need to close our eyes and ears from time to time so that our minds can rest from the incessant influx of information and opinions in social media. When we settle our mind, our clear and bright view rises up and guides us to see what justice actually is. We also try to expand our understanding through study and contemplation. Recently, when our book club discussed the book White Fragility, I learned how our historical and cultural backgrounds can influence our views on justice. I'm amazed by those of us who, at every opportunity, enroll in our Dharma study, workshops, and retreats to expand our insights. However, is cultivating a clear view sufficient for creating a just society? When we often feel overwhelmed, frustrated, or limited by unjust laws, how do we deal with it? Here is a thought shared by a temple practitioner. She said, I understand the principle of the grace of laws, but it leaves me wondering what I can do personally when I realize that many of our laws are unfair and that many in our society are suffering from unjust conduct by the police, politicians, and others in leadership positions. Of course, I can vote, but is it still possible that voting will produce a leadership that is corrupt and without principles? Should I demonstrate? It has never been my way to do this, and I'm not willing to be in crowds of people right now. I'm not skilled at confronting people face to face either. She continues, my only way of res responding to what I consider unjust or simply wrong is to be an example of what is fair, compassionate, and positive by living my life in that way. 
Another practitioner shared this. I am grateful that unjust laws are not permanent and can be reshaped, healed, or removed through cause and effect. I understand that the ability to see the harm caused by unjust laws is preferable to being blind to their effects. When I feel overwhelmed and frustrated by unjust laws, I try not to be swayed by heavy emotions, but instead respond through prayer, meditation, and mindful actions. I know we will continue to struggle with inequality and injustice, but these sincere thoughts shared by our temple friends give me hope. Enlightened ones see that the world is filled with indispensable, infinite grace. We tend to take these graces for granted, especially when our minds are wrapped up in negativity. Even in the middle of experiencing disturbances and uncertainty, realizing the perpetual grace in which we live is the foundation of our spirituality. Grace of loss grace of just indispensable laws. Am I aware of this grace in my life? Today, am I returning this grace by fortifying justice through right view and right action? When I feel when we feel overwhelmed, frustrated, and constrained by unjust laws, how shall we practice?